Alrighty, folks. Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Burning Bridges Podcast with Uncle Riles. I am your host, Uncle Riles himself. This is, I believe, episode three here on Saturday, May 8th, 9.02 a.m. Central Standard Time. I'm usually an EST kind of guy, but as I've said, I've been traveling for work, going to be in San Antonio, and then I... I don't even know what you classify the the Korean time zone, uh, Pacific Standard Time, PST, maybe something. I'm not sure. I know that where I'm going to be at in Korea, they're about 13 hours ahead of the United States. And it's funny talking with some of my friends. You know, the one thing that they asked me, you know, when I'm talking about going over there is, hey, what are you going to do, like, for football games and stuff? And so for just talking for college football, Usually the Saturday noon kickoffs, it would be, let me think, it'd be like like 2 in the morning on Sunday over there. So looking ahead, I'm thinking that the best case scenarios for me is like, hey, the big games that are usually night games, like I'll be able to wake up on a Sunday morning, get a cup of coffee, maybe a breakfast sandwich or whatever the breakfast food is over there in Korea and be able to get the games on my computer. Now, the one thing I got to do is I got to figure out the best way to get a VPN on my computer so I can still utilize YouTube TV and American Netflix. Because folks have told me when you go over there and you try to sign a Netflix account, you just have access to all of the the Korean Netflix shows, which which isn't a bad thing, but I'd still want to be able to watch other shows here. The one show that I actually, speaking of Netflix... That I just started. Some of you guys maybe watched. Uh, it's called Narcos. Uh, it's actually is a, a real life. Based on a true story about uh, how they. The United States and the Colombian government. The United States DEA. Went and took down Pablo Escobar. One of the huge drug cartels. I watched the show. And in the show. for And this is a spoiler. So if you want to plug your ears. If you plan on watching it. In the show they show like actual like real like live like news clips and recording from like actually like these events taking place and so what i want to do is and i haven't done this yet at some point i want to go through and read and figure out and assuming that somebody has written articles about this talking about you know what were the differences between actually what like what was shown in the show and what actually happened so there's a guy in there uh, his name's agent pena uh i think jorge or javier is his first name and I, it'd be cool to see if they did an interview with him to figure out, like, okay, this is what happened to the show, but this is, like, the no shit what actually happened. Because the, when they start the show, they give a little message, like, this is based on true events, but some of the, the scenes have been dramatized and whatnot. So I'm curious to see what actually was, was real and what was just put into the show just for effects. And so I say all that because I'm assuming, you know, all those different shows, you know, when I get over there, to Korea, I'm gonna be able to, gonna be able to want to watch it. So I, I don't even know how we got started on that topic. So today, uh, a couple of things we're gonna start off. So my friend Jordan Lee, a couple days ago, and I told her about me doing this podcast. She says, okay, well I want to hear some stuff, uh, some tips on cardio. And so my biggest thing that uh, I guess I got a lot of things to say about cardio. I've always been for 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 me. Running has always kind of come natural because I've always just been kind of like a tall, lengthy, kind of goofy-looking guy. 
And I've always gone like up and down in terms of, you know, my times. I'm like really into running, and there's other days where like I'll get on the treadmill and it's like I have five minutes on there. And I'm like, nope, you know, I'm done, or like I, I, you know, you know, put the pace down really slow. And, and, and cardio is interesting because I this I think it goes back to a bigger point with in terms of exercise. I think that we all have our certain different exercise. Like our bodies are all built different. And so you could go and tell somebody, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z workout, or you need to do this and not that. But I think realistically, the the importance and this, you know, I was going to tie back into cardio is that we all find exercises that that suit us the best and what we want for our goals. So I've always told folks with me with, with cardio running, one, it comes natural for me. Two, it's an easy way just to kind of keep my weight in check. And there are some folks that, and, and this is not me talking bad about anybody, but there's some folks who have the goals that they they want to work out and put a certain time in to like to you know get maybe it's like a six pack or hey I want to be super toned or whatnot. And for me, my goal is a lot of times just say hey, just so I can look good and just kind of feel good in a sense. And sometimes for me, feeling good doesn't have to be hey, you know, I have a, a four-pack or two-pack or six-pack or whatnot. And a lot of times, just the cardio that I would do in terms of running, maybe it's going on the treadmill and doing anywhere between four to six miles, it usually it usually would, would, would fit for me and, and would kind of do the trick. And so a lot of times my, my tips with cardio and I tell folks with running is, hey, you just, you just need to get out there and start it. Just like with me doing this podcast. Do I have the perfect equipment? No. Am I the best communicator on here in terms of how I talk? Do I say um too much? Do I say you know too much? Absolutely. Which goes back to, I was talking to my, my friend Miranda and she was texting me as she was listening to my second episode. And so I, I, I told her, uh, I messaged her back and I said, hey, you know, tonight's drinking game is take a shot every time I say you know in the podcast. And she texts me back and says, hey, I don't want to get blacked out tonight. I'm like, girl, you wouldn't be blacked out. You would be dead. So trying to you know, figure out, as I continue to do this podcast, can I become a better communicator or learn how to talk? But I figured out, too, of just part of the, the issue is just kind of like take a deep breath, slow down, which is hard, too, when you're, when you're t- talking by yourself and you're just sitting here doing this recording you don't have somebody else to listen to to kind of take your breath. Like, you know, I'm sitting here, I just, uh, you know, 9.09 a.m. over here. You know, I just brewed another fresh cup of coffee. And I just took a sip, you know, me doing this by myself. There's going to be those those awkward pauses of talking. And so with, with get back to cardio, and I, I don't even know how I got on that on that, that topic about talking about what, what MC and I were, were discussing it, it just goes back to you just have to find that that whatever really works well for you. Um, and with cardio, for I tell folks in terms of running, it's just got to start. And a lot of times I've said, although a lot of people don't like it, I, I'm a big fan of using treadmills just because they help keep the pace. And it's easy for when you're doing stuff on a treadmill where you go to a gym where it's I what I like to do is I'll do some time in the cardio and then I'll do other stuff with the weights. And it's, hey, you just you do your time on the treadmill and the doop, 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 get off, go wipe it down, and then you go and, and, and the weights are right there for people to use. So the biggest thing with running is just starting. I am not 
I have not gotten like the into the, the weeds of like there's folks who are like, oh well, if you're into cardio on like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you need to do like interval training with like four hundred meter sprints and a two hundred meter walk and then an eight hundred meter sprint and a four hundred meter walk and then a two hundred meter jog. I, I, I'm kudos to those folks that get into that level of detail and they have the notebook and they're writing it down. I it, to be honest, I'm just not that committed to you know getting my cardio to a certain extent it's like hey you know i'm gonna go on there i'm gonna put on some some music i'm gonna go on the treadmill and i'm just and i'm just gonna kind of go and i, and I have those certain goals that i kind of have set where it's like hey if i'm running at you know 8.5 this week i, I want to probably maybe two weeks get up to you know eight consistent between 8.7 9.0 and so with, with cardio, by if getting back to Jordan Lee, if you're listening, I would say it's just the consistency of just starting, making sure you're getting a good stretch before and after, whether that's 10 or 15 minutes. And that, this goes for, for everybody as, as well, is just, just getting that start. Also, too, what I've tried to do is I intermix what type of cardio I do. So I've been a big... I'll do a treadmill one day, and then I'll go and do an elliptical the other day. I feel like I get more out of it, and I burn more calories on the treadmill, but that if you're running every day, you might feel this this sense of, of burnout. And even, too, when it goes back to cardio, maybe there's some days where you're going to do a shorter run, but for a faster distance, and maybe there's days you're going to do a longer run for a shorter distance. So, like, what I'm doing right now is I'll do – anywhere between 20 or 30 minutes. And then my slow days, I'll do anywhere between maybe 35 to 40. And with me, I focus more on the cardio because one, it goes back to, I was saying, hey, I just kind of want to like look good, feel good. And I'm just not as committed to to lifting weights. And it, it goes back to where there was a couple weeks ago where I was having, I felt, I kind of felt like an ass because I was talking to somebody and I just, they were talking about, you know, trying to lose weight. And I was like, all you need to do is just run 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day and you'll be good. And then, you know, somebody else kind of chimed in. And I kind of felt like an ass later because I, I I realized like, hey, like everyone has their, their different preferences and body types in terms of what is going to help them. And if you go in and, and listen, there's folks who be like, cardio's bad, cardio's the devil. And there's other folks who are like, cardio's the only way to achieve a long, healthy life. A consistent cardio will help you live till you're 97 years old. It's like, Jesus, people. There's times I just want to, I, I want to say, just chill. And kind of let people figure out what they have to do, what workouts are going to fit best for them, and it, it'll go their way. So that's kind of my cardio tips that I have. Jordan Lee, I hope that helps. If it doesn't, I'm sure you'll let me know and we will come on here the next show and I'll, and I'll try to give a tip. Don't ever ask me for, for weightlifting tips. I, I kind of, I, I like doing uh, Aaron Fernandez and Chris Fernando, if you're listening, you know, be, be getting big into, you know, trying to intermix burpees in my workout. Aaron Fernandez, Chris Fernando are, are two people I used to work with who are big in, into CrossFit and if you were ever look at uh, before and after pictures of, of Aaron for when he, you know, just kind of doing whatever workouts that we start CrossFit, it's uh, pretty remarkable. <coughs> and working with those guys, I would kind of see the exercise they would do on social media. And I wouldn't by any means call myself a CrossFitter, but doing the kettlebell swings and, and burpees, little things in there to kind of keep your heart rate up. So that would be 
I wouldn't even call that lifting advice, but that's kind of what I do when I say, oh, I'm going to hit the weights. It's not, not necessarily hit the weights. Like, I probably haven't squatted since high school football, I've, and I might not ever get in a squat rack again or, or deadlift. I just have no desire to, to do that. So that's all I have in terms of uh, cardio tips. Today. I'll go in through. Um, Man, this coffee's pretty good at it. I found this, uh, the HEB stores down here, they got this French vanilla creamer. Actually, I don't even think it's called French vanilla, it's just called vanilla. And it's actually pretty, pretty good. Not as good as the uh, Funfetti uh, coffee creamer that I found uh, at the Harris Teeter back in the RAL, but still, still a quality creamer. So going through, uh, the other day I got a text from a guy I uh, used to work with, Brent Davis, and he was like, hey man, uh, you know, appreciate, loving, loving the podcast, which it's funny because the only place I shared this was on my Instagram, and I don't even think I have him on Instagram, so it's probably, uh, I'm not even sure how I found out, I'm assuming Claire Flores, if you're listening, you told him, or Melissa or one of you guys, so definitely want to give a, a shout out to Brent, uh, thank you for listening, uh, Brett. And his wife just welcomed in a new baby girl to the world. So, so new parent there. So, Brett, uh, because of that, I thought I'd take a time here to talk about sports. Uh, Brett Davis from Texas, huge Texas Tech football fan. A lot of times we work together. Uh, if there was ever an issue with the, with Ohio State, whether it's that one year they, you know, when they got, uh, what was that, 2018, yeah, when they got demolished by Purdue, went to Purdue, and, and, and it was somehow, I don't even know how this, you, you know the, the, the slate for college football games was awful when the ABC Saturday night game with Fowler and Herbie is Purdue versus Ohio State. Purdue wouldn't even rank, I think Ohio State, I don't know, maybe second, ranked second in the country or something like that. They got demolished. It was that weird that Rondell Moore was a freshman number four. Times like that where I walk into work the next day, that next Monday, and, and, and sure enough, there's Brett sitting there with a smile on his face, wondering what the heck happened to Ohio State. And you know, a lot of times, it would, it would, you know, I would return the favor with reminding him that the the last time Texas Tech was even relevant was when they had Mike Leach, and Graham Harold and Crabtree. And Texas Tech is so incompetent that they ran Mike Leach out the door for something that you know I I think that as as time gone out has gone on, we've kind of realized that hey. Mike Leach maybe wasn't in the wrong as much as Texas Tech thought. But, hey, you know, that's that, that's what you get if you want to run somebody out the door, thinking that, hey, you got somebody else coming in, and guess what? You really haven't been relevant since. So, uh, Brett, I know you're not going to be happy when I say that, but you obviously know where I stand. So, talking today, I, I pulled up the uh, Red Raiders schedule here, talking about that. Texas Tech, you know, not, obviously not a, not a bad school if they kind of get their shit together, get a couple get a couple good players you know, obviously they, they can make they can make a run for it. I remember I think it was the first game last year. Texas Tech had Texas beat. I think that they were, and this is just just goes to show. Texas Tech was up. I had like two touchdowns, like a minute and a half left, and somehow Texas came back, forced overtime, gave it like gave went like three overtimes, or or something like that. Actually, I think I fell asleep during that game because I had gotten up that day and had driven back from Ohio and gotten home just as that game was, was starting to finish up. So looking through at their schedule, uh, let's see, September 4th, the Texas kickoff classic, Houston Cougars versus the Texas Tech Raiders at the uh, Houston, uh, 
NFL Stadium there in Houston, the Houston-Texas Stadium. That should be an easy win for them. I really don't know who Texas Tech has got coming back this year. But looking at their schedule, they got to play at Texas this year. they got to play at West Virginia. And they've got to play at Oklahoma. So that's going to be, if you're looking through, if Texas Tech's going to do anything this year, you know, damn it, they're going to earn it because they have some some tough games on the road. Look at one that's intriguing here is November 13, uh, Iowa State at Texas Tech. A lot of people are pretty high on Iowa State this year. Uh, Matt Campbell, the former University of Toledo coach, going over to Iowa State. He's got, I think his name's Brock Purdy, number 15, the quarterback, coming back this year. I think, folks, some of the preseason polls I've, I've looked at, the people have Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State pretty high. But then again, folks also have Oklahoma as the – the you know the the preseason number one pick, which I I get it. You know they got Rattler coming back. I, obviously, you're taking a look. You can't ever. I mean, as long as Saban's there at Alabama, they're always going to be in the mix. And and Bryce Love, the quarterback that we playing this year, a, a lot of folks said that if it wasn't for COVID last year, and teams could have had the full spring camp, full full summer training camps, two days, all that stuff, that back Jones the guy who started for Alabama this year and just got drafted by the Patriots might have not even played because Bryce Love coming out of a freshman coming out of California somewhere I think in, in somewhere in LA coming to Alabama he probably would have been the starter so you have to look at that but then Iowa State who knows so if Texas Tech is making a run can can pull off a couple good wins maybe going to that game on November 13th with just one loss that could potentially be your ESPN Saturday night game with Herbie and Fowler. You could potentially have two one-loss teams, one undefeated, one-loss team coming in there. So, Brett, I, I really don't know who's all coming back for your Red Raiders this year. I didn't do much research. I just kind of Googled Texas Tech schedule 2021 up here on the screen, and this is all that showed up. So wish the best to them. Hopefully you're doing well. And hope the, the baby girl and, and your wife are, 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 are hanging in there. And, and hopefully parenthood is treating you well. So next topic I want to go into. And with, with this podcast today coming in, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to talk about, dude, talk about, you know, cardio. Cardio is hardio, as uh, Kirk Master, my friend, would like to say. I, I scrolled through Twitter this morning, and I saw this this headline that, that stuck out to me. And I just, I, I don't know... This just blows my mind. Highlight from ABC News. Chinese rocket debris expected to plunge toward Earth. So I guess China did this space uh, rocket test or something. I, I don't Obviously not a nuclear test by, by any means like that. But I guess that this rocket launched in the air. And it's supposed to land somewhere you know, today, this Saturday here on May 8th. But here's the thing. Nobody knows where this damn thing is going to land. And so we got like a like a Chinese lawn dart firing up in the air, just you know, up oh, hey, it's it's up there, it's it's gonna land at some point, but we don't know where it is. Like you just imagine like sitting here on a regular Saturday, you're having a cookout, ripping a couple natty lights, you got some burgers on the grill, and then all of a sudden, boom, here comes half of a rocket debris, you know, landed landed by your pool out, out there somewhere in you know, middle of Alabama. I mean it just it, 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 I'm scrolling through here. You know, I read the article before. They're not necessarily totally sure. They don't think it's gonna, you know, potentially land anywhere where there's a super uh, highly populated area. But it, it just it just kind of blows my mind that 
with all the science and all the technology that, that you know we're out here doing doing these tests it's something like this happens where you launch something in the air like oh we we have this rocket and we're gonna throw it up in the air we don't know where it lands like who 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 dropped the ball on this like who like what like what are they what are they doing over there i mean obviously i just feel like there's too many smart people in china to to have to have something like this happen so it looks like here it says the giant piece of space space junk measuring 98 feet long and 16 and a half feet wide and weighs 21 metric tons so if that lands on anything um 21 metric tons that's gonna damn near crush it and uh yeah hopefully i mean y'all y'all be safe out there today uh whatever you're listening to this if you're listening to this uh you know may 9th or or, or later on not listening to the podcast today consider yourself safe i i'm assuming worst case scenario like i said they don't think it's a land anywhere near the united states obviously but i would like to think that by the time it re-enters the atmosphere, it's come to the point where, hey, the sucker's going to hit somewhere in the next 30 minutes. They can be able to triangulate the position to get an idea of, hey, it's going to land here. They can, uh, they can evacuate that area. So just, like I said, it just kind of blows my mind that we, we log in and, and, we, and we, we see headlines like this and hopefully nothing like that happens again because it is kind of scary. You sit here and you kind of laugh. Like, oh, China doesn't know what they're doing with their, you know, with their space program, but... It, it, it just kind of goes to show of like hey this this is could be scary because somebody definitely could 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 lose their 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 life over this uh so so wish the best all of that hopefully they 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 get that figured out uh hopefully you know i, I know it's hopefully i don't get censored or anything uh talk about about the the chinese space program uh, hopefully spotify isn't uh doesn't get pressured by china to remove this podcast because i mentioned something negative about a program that's affiliated with the Chinese government. Uh, but the next topic I, I wanted to talk, roll into, uh, kind of going back into to sports, is it's something that, you know, Mitch on this podcast is uh, talking about sports rivalries and, and, and what that's what that's like uh, growing up in them. You know, the different everyone says, oh, what's the best sports rival out there? And like, I, like I've always told you guys, I have grew up, right on the border of Ohio and Michigan. So I grew up right in the thick of Ohio State, Michigan. And I never wanted I, I never want this podcast to be something where I'm coming on here and I'm just talking about Ohio State uh, or t- just talking about the, the teams I follow because that's, that's not fair to you guys. And if I do something like that, then I probably should deserve to do this podcast at all. One thing I, I, I want to wanna touch on here to, to start off, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a sad topic, but I, I – I, Definitely thought it was a lot of class on, on Oklahoma's part. So maybe you guys saw in the news, uh, Texas, their quarterback the last uh, couple of years, Sam Ellinger, just got drafted, I think, in the sixth round by the Colts. His brother, Josh, uh, played with Texas. Uh, number number 48 was a linebacker. Was uh, was found dead a couple days ago in Austin where the uh, University of Texas is. Read some articles this morning. They still don't know what the cause of the death is. You know, they don't think it was suspicious or any, anything like that. Like, they don't think, like, hey, you had a death warrant on him from somebody. But I, I saw this the other day on Twitter that the Oklahoma Barstool Sports Oklahoma page tweeted a, a picture of of, of, Saint, of Josh running out on the field, you know, leading the team out of the field, carrying an American flag, and it said, hey, you know, we've got our, our, our next header for the while. It serves like on Twitter, you know, you get your profile pic, 
and then you have a, a header, which is kind of like the cover pick in a sense, like comparing it to Facebook. And, and it made me think, you know, that a lot of times sports and fans they have their rivalries and they, they like to talk smack to each other. But a lot of times it's, it's bigger than sports. And you see an event like this, uh, the Ellinger family. If you ever read the story, I have to go look. I bet if you YouTube it, Sam grew up, the Ellinger, Sam and Josh Burke grew up uh, Texas fans their entire life. Their dad passed away when they were young. I think like when they were in high school. I think his mom and his dad both went to Texas. And so seeing, you know, Sam grew up, the, the homegrown kid, growing up a Longhorns fan. You know, getting to play at Texas, his brother there as well. I don't know if his brother started. And in full transparency, I didn't even know he had a brother who played on the team until I saw this article that he passed away. And it, 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 I guess it may be it may be happy to know that as much as we enjoy our rivalries and between different teams, that there are times when, when stuff like this happens—a a tragic moment—that the teams can come together, say, "Hey, it's 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 bigger bigger than sports." And you, you wish the best to, to the Ellinger, Ellinger family. And you know, Texas, Oklahoma, that's one of the biggest uh, rivalries out there during the Texas State Fair. They always play at the old Cotton Bowl. I think that's the only game they really play there, uh, right there with the, the Texas State Fair in, in, in Dallas. And, and hopefully that this year they'll be able to, in that game, be able to give Jake the, the tribute that, that he deserves. And, Go back just to, to rivalries in general. Growing up in in Northwest Ohio, you're kind of always taught that oh, it's Ohio State Michigan. Like that's that's the best rivalry there is. And I I wouldn't say brainwash, but like a lot of folks would say like hey, there's nothing better. And then as I moved to North Carolina and and, and you meet people that come you know from from all over, you kind of understand that it it's there's some some rivalries that that are that are up there with it. And, and a lot of times I would always learn that. The, the Auburn-Alabama uh, rivalry there. And if you look at some of those games the past couple of years, and, and one thing that Auburn and Alabama have over Ohio State-Michigan currently is it's been more of a, a competitive balance. And as an Ohio State fan, it's it's tough because I'd love to see Ohio State win every year. But I know that, that if I live to be 95 years old, that there's just like Ohio State's coming in this, this pattern now where they kind of dominate, that there's – Probably get a unfortunately come a time where Michigan's gonna gonna dominate that same way. Uh, Yankees Red Sox. I know if I Mikey G would probably never listen to this podcast again if I didn't talk about talk about Yankees Red Sox uh, rivalry. And it, it, it goes back to to um, with that. Remember, like when, when Derek Jeter was doing his farewell tour, and and the Red Sox definitely you know gave him the the, the tribute. I think that. That, that he deserved. I think the, the rivalries in sports just make it that much more enjoyable. And I'm always thankful that I got to grow up and experience the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry and, and, and have that. And as much as I loved living in North Carolina, and I think that whatever I've done kind of with my career path and done with my time in Korea, I'm going to go back. I will miss that Growing up in Northwest Ohio, in like in like the thick of it, in the th the thick of Ohio State, Michigan, oh miss, you miss having that. And I, if you know, if I have kids, and they grow up in North Carolina. Obviously, they they won't have that. They'll, I mean, who who knows? They'll probably grow up NC State fans, live in Raleigh, and, and think of why their 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 dad still, why the their dad wears a, 
a shirt with with Tuffy on it with with uh, Ohio State, um, my buck nut, buck nuts necklace. But it just goes to show that there's even talking with fans that that grew up in the the Auburn Alabama rivalry. One of my favorite stories. I actually don't know. Uh, Mikey G, I, I think you know this story. I don't know who I've, I've told this to, and, and I thought of it. I never. It's it's kind of sad, and I remember when when this guy told this to me. I was just in awe. So, this was football season twenty nineteen. I, I can't remember the night. We were out at Milk Bar. It's one of the the bars I go to in Raleigh. That's like my Sunday fun day place, and you go there for mimosas and live music on Sundays. Perfect during NFL. Go in there watch games. There was an Ohio State guy game on, and I was just kind of standing at the bar waiting for a drink. And a guy, and I had the Ohio State shirt on, and, and he came up and, and talked to me. And he's like, "Oh, like Ohio State fan, you from there?" And I was like, "Yeah." And, and you know, so him and I start talking. And he he mentioned I grew up in Alabama, and he was a big time grew up an Auburn fan. His whole family went there. Uh, he decided he didn't go to Auburn. He wanted to go in the military afterwards, and, and got to do some some work in, in special operations. And he got to work with a couple people that he knew, like going up through the special forces training. One of the guys went to a like a rival high school in that area, but also grew up an Auburn fan. So as they were kind of traveling around through deployments and whatnot, he had explained to me that he they would always that was their kind of their one way to connect back to home was watching Auburn football. And sometimes depending on where they were for their their deployments, they would have to maybe watch the games at three in the morning. And he he told me this where the story gets kind of sad that he said that they had an operation one day where his his uh, buddy was was shot and killed, and he he just said he's like he was he was just one of those like he just didn't know what to do like he just was like said it was the worst day of his life. He said later that day he turned on the the Auburn game and it would have been you know like probably a day after that happened the game after that was the kick six game where it was number one Alabama going into number four Auburn. Uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you have to YouTube it. Alabama tries to kick a 57-yard field goal. The score's tied 28-28. It was 28-28 or 34-34, I can't remember. Score's tied. Well, the kick is short, and, and if you a field goal, if you miss it, you, somebody can catch it running back. Well, Chris Davis, number 11 for Auburn, caught it and and ran the ball back. And the the guy that was telling me, and I, I I didn't even catch the guy's name. I felt bad. I didn't even like get his number or anything to say. I was just so like when he told me the story, and and he said he was like, he's like, I'm not that much of a religious person is what is what he told me. But he's like I do. He's like that day. He's like my buddy was up there and 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 he was watching in in heaven. And I can't imagine the biggest smile he had on his face when when he saw that. I was like, oh my gosh, like. And it just goes to show, and I think I mentioned in the podcast the other day, like how, how sports can, can can unite folks. And, you know, the guy said he was like in the midst of what was the worst 48-hour period of my life. He's like seeing that. He's like, he's like I knew. He's like, if my buddy would have been here, he would have. He's like, I wish I would have been able to celebrate that moment with him. But he's like, I knew he was up in heaven smiling. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, like here I am in a, in a Saturday, you know, I had, had, a, had a couple drinks as we've been out and about. I'm like almost like you know, wanting to cry and the, you know, I've never seen that guy again. Um, so if you ever somehow stumble upon this podcast, uh, please 
please reach out. And, you know, we didn't even talk. I assumed that he was at Fort Bragg, but he didn't even, I didn't even mention, maybe he was on leave or, or, or something like that. I'm not sure where he, he worked out of or even what branch he was. So it just goes back to, you know, when I tell folks with with sports and kind of why I get into it is, you know, there's moments like that where it just could definitely bring bring folks together and, and, and the rivalries. I always take advantage of it. I, and I've always been somewhat guilty of maybe taking it a little too far, getting a little too crazy. And I've, I, of course, I've had my, my fair share, my fair share of moments where I try to, as I've gotten older, it's like, hey, just enjoy it. Don't be an asshole. There was an instance where we were at the, I think the last Ohio State game, Ohio State Michigan game in 2019, we we're at the Brick House is like the alumni bar in Raleigh, and there was a, a a guy that that walked in, and it's there's all these Ohio State fans, and there's a guy that walks in with a Michigan shirt. And my, my first reaction, had that happened two years earlier, like I would have went up and say something like, oh, man, you got some nerve coming in here. But as you get older, obviously maturity comes with that. I saw that he was with a girl who had an Ohio State shirt on. So when he kind of he was kind of walked by, I kind of like mentioned something to him. And, and he, he kind of looked at me. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I, he's like, I didn't know we were coming to this place because his girlfriend was like, hey, we're going to go out and watch the Ohio State game. And the guy, the guy grew up like uh, thirty minutes outside of Detroit. So he grew up a Michigan fan. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna wear my Michigan shirt." Well, and this is I'm kind of mad at her when he told me this. She didn't tell him that they were going to the damn Ohio State alumni bar where this place is packed with Ohio State fans. And I guess the guy, he, he was dating this girl. He was older. I'd say somewhere between 45, 50. And he said, hey, to be, he had just went through a divorce. She went through a divorce previously. So this was like kind of like a date for that. But so like in moments like that, I'm like, okay, like I, I'm not going to give this guy crap. Like he, he, if he would, if he would have known, hey, we're going to this bar, he probably would have just put on a regular t-shirt and would have, you know, maybe cheered for, for, for Michigan if they would have won and, and, and whatnot. So in, in full transparency, I've, I've used to get fired up and I've had my, my, my moments here, not just in rivalries, but in general. Uh, the only NC State football game I actually ever went to was when they played Clemson back in 2019, and we it was a it was a we had a the game was a night game. It was uh, this goes back to what I was saying earlier how you know the slate's bad if it's you know they've shown Ohio State at Purdue. Well, that day the ESPN Saturday night game was Clemson at NC State. I think NC State's record was like four to four or something like that. It was later in the season. It was the day though when. Minnesota hosted Penn State. That's what, you know, Minnesota was kind of up and coming. They beat Penn State. And then that was the day of Alabama, LSU, LSU going to Alabama, Joe Burrow, everything. And so with that day, I mean, my Dirty Mike and I and, and Ashley, we had started, you know, having some brewskis probably right around when the Penn State game was started at noon. We tailgated NC State, had the, the Alabama-LSU game on. So going into – the NC State Clemson game, I definitely was a little banged up, had a couple brewskis. In the first drive, Trevor Lawrence got sacked. And so I said something, I'm like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence sucks, like high-five somebody. And there was a, a dad who was a Clemson fan that, that turned around, and he had his wife there with two kids, and he goes, hey, man, like you need to watch your mouth. And I was like, I, I, I didn't say anything. Like what I say is like, you said sucks. He's like, that's a cuss word in my book, boy. Now, the mature thing to do would have been just to be like, okay, man, cool, I got it, continue to watch the game. 
unfortunately, what I did though is is I kind of uh, kind of went after him a little bit, just you know, and I started arguing with him and probably said some some things I shouldn't said. And I have two arguments to this. Part of me is I've always believed that hey, if you're if you're the if you're the fan of the visiting team, you shouldn't go there and try to like act like you run the place. Uh, although it is Clemson and they were better than NC State and whatnot, like hey, especially the work sucks. Now if that's if that's in your household, that's considered a cuss word. I I got it. But then they come here and try to tell somebody else like, hey, you can't say that. Like, okay, like if, I, you know, if I'm not dropping, if it was dropping f bombs left and right, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, in a public setting, hey, you're bringing kids and stuff. But I just I just said sucks. That was my perspective. The other side of it, though, obviously, is hey, I could have been the bigger person and not said anything at all. Uh, but but I didn't. Him and I kind of argued back and forth. And and it it was it was fine. We kind of kind of settled down because I realized that it wasn't worth it. Potentially getting getting thrown out of Carter Finley Stadium and and getting like a lifetime ban or or something like that. Actually, the guy this just kind of goes to show the the Southern hospitality. He it was pretty cold that night. He turned and gave after I'd kind of calmed down a little bit. He gave uh, Dirty Mike and I some some hand warmers and so i was like okay like here's this gesture he was be he was the bigger person that night and i obviously wasn't and so i say all that because as much as i i try to have fun with sports and just enjoy it. it's like i've said it's a way to bring people together it's a good hey have some folks over grill put some games on the tvs and, and just enjoy it i have had my moments where i get a little too fired up about it and I've tried to try to be better about that. I, I know too that whenever the the big next test for me is whenever uh, the Tigers make a playoff run because we, with Ohio State, I've said this like they've won two national championships in my lifetime, so I have like a sense of like I'm somewhat like content where it's like okay, this year you you got the Clemson monkey off your back, you broke that curse, you lost to Alabama. It's like okay, you get an extra. But like with Detroit, like I've never seen them win a championship. So every time they get there, I get this sense of like, and I feel bad for saying this, but I get so like nervous in, in a sense. And so we'll have to see that. Like with Ohio State games now, I'm kind of like, well, you know, you guys, uh, yeah, you got you went up to Iowa and, and JT Barrett, you threw a pick six in the first game, or you went to Purdue and, and got your you guys got your ass kicked. Like, oh, you suck. Like. It, it is what it is, but like with Detroit, the in the last playoff game that they played, and I was actually at, and I, I think I've told people this. And you, and you go ahead and make fun of me. I cried on the way home that night, driving back down from I seventy five. I didn't ball hysterically, but I knew then the Tigers had won four straight division titles from 11, 12, 13, and fourteen, made the World Series in twelve, got their ass kicked by San Francisco, got swept. In that night, driving back after they got swept by Baltimore, I knew that was like the run was over, like the window had closed. That Max Scherzer was going to sign with somebody else, and so no more Tory Hunter. All these players are probably going to leave. And I look forward to the day that they can get back to that. And I've told a lot of my friends in Raleigh, I was like, "Hey, you guys all see me get fired up for Ohio State. See me, hey, they got a big game at noon. Wake up, cook some brunch, have a couple natties, some mimmies, and, and get fired up." And I said, "You will never see a bigger." Smile on my face when the Tigers start playing good ball again. And, and I, I don't know if it's going to be this year. I think their record, they lost again last night. I think their record now, 9-24. Uh, and 24, I mean, just abysmal 
absolutely abysmal. But here's the thing: I have them. I I have the the MLB TV. I watch them a couple times a week. And, and here and here's here's the the reason why. Although I don't live in Northwest Ohio anymore, and there's not as much of a buzz in Raleigh, North North Carolina area for MLB baseball as much as there is back home, especially yeah, hour and a half away from Detroit, about two and a half hours away from Cleveland. There's a buzz back home. And Raleigh, not so much. But I tell folks, I want to follow when they're bad because if that team starts to play good again, it's going to make it that much sweeter to know to say, hey, I followed that team. Even even when I kind of didn't know if they were going to be good, I don't want to be that bandwagon fan. I don't want to be that guy that's just kind of like, oh, they start playing well. And, oh, hey, let me go brush the dust off my Miguel Cabrera jersey and throw it on and act like, hey, man, party like it's 2012 again. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. And it's my my biggest hope. I it's just they could win one World Series in my lifetime. And it's always I don't know if they're gonna get one while Miguel Cabrera is there. And it always it's always gonna pain me in a sense when like I'm, I go back and Miguel Cabrera has his Hall of Fame statue out there in right field Detroit because I'm gonna look at that. And I, and I think I'm gonna remember the good times. But God damn it, I'm gonna remember the bad times too in terms of. Man, if they could just have a couple guys in the bullpen that just could have pulled their head out of their ass and made a couple pitches here and there, I'd probably have a shirt, uh, one, a shirt or two that says "World Series Champs" on it. And you know who 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 knows what'll happen. I mean, this year with baseball, I, I think the Dodgers got another good chance to 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 come on and and, and play well. Uh, the Padres got some good pieces. The Mets. Uh, I, it's funny I, on on. Any of you guys that follow Barstool Sports, uh, two of my favorite people on there, uh, Stu Finer and Frank Fleming. Stu Finer is the guy you've probably seen. He always has the videos. They're like, March is here. March is here. Promise just made. Promise just delivered. And then, <coughs> excuse me, Frank Fleming is the guy, like one of the big dudes. Uh, he does the, he, he's the, the Barstool Units uh, Twitter page, the Mets this year. So I always think I always see a bunch of stuff about the Mets because I follow those guys, and I think I know they they signed Lindor this year, and I'm not sure necessarily how how good they're gonna do, and and but we'll have to we'll have to see it when I get over to Korea. Following baseball, following sports in general, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I don't know, like like I said, with like the noon kickoffs, like depending. I hope that a lot of Ohio State's big games, it's going to be, they'll have, it'll be like a night game. Like the Penn State game should be a night game, depending on if it's Fox or ESPN. The, like Ohio State, Michigan's going to be a noon. But that one, I, I won't have any issue getting fired up and getting, waking up for that. Usually like Ohio State, Michigan days, like last one we had, we went to that 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 bar at Raleigh, uh, Brickhouse. We, we tailgated before the place opened at 10. I woke up that day at like five. I'm like, yep, we're ready to go. Because the game, it was like, Ohio. It, I was so nervous that week because the new CFP rankings came out. And actually, Ohio State was ranked one above LSU, which I didn't think that that should have been the case. It's a lot of folks like, hey, like they're not better than LSU. And then Michigan was ranked 13th. And so they started showing the highlights back in 1969. Ohio State was undefeated, ranked number one. Michigan was ranked number 13, going to the big house. 
Woody Hayes was there and Michigan won. So I'm like, oh, God, this is the perfect storm. So I was nervous. I think Ohio State was favored. They had a good squad. But when you go to like, and, and that game, I tell folks, it's like all bets are off. Because there was one year, I think maybe it was 2017 or 2018. I can't remember. I think it was, yeah, one of those years. Whereas in North Carolina, and I told folks, they're like, why are you nervous? Like Ohio State's favorite. I was like, I've grown up and seen enough of these games to know that when Michigan is the team that nobody's picking to win, they go out there and they put up a dogfight, and the game comes down to the wire. And so, like, with this day back in the last game, like, I woke up at, like, I woke up at, like, 5. And I think that day we even went out before. I probably didn't go to bed till like, 1. We got back from Raleigh. I was living in Holly Springs at the time. And I woke up at 5. I'm like, yep, we're ready to go. And drove there, and, and, and it was funny because I kind of had, had my tailgate set up at, like, 7. And there are a couple other cars that pulled in. They're like, oh, man, we thought we'd be the only ones here. So I had the generator, the TV, had ESPN College Game Day, all that stuff there. So over there, like, there's days like that where, like, Ohio State, Michigan, I'm going to have no issue waking up and and getting ready for that. And so, but, yeah, you know, I think that's all I got for you all today. Uh, like I said, I appreciate anybody that's listening. I don't want to come on here and, and ramble. And just talk about, I mean, most days it's, you could consider rambling, uh, but most times, well, especially just with me talking, uh, keeping the podcast short, I think this weekend I might try to do some research to see if there's like an application where I can, like what I'm envisioning in my head is a way where like there's an app where I can do something where I can like record a FaceTime call, which I'm assuming I could do that with with like the FaceTime app here. And, and whatnot because maybe I'd, I'd go to the point where it's like I'm not going to have like a camera studio like like what you would see with like Joe Rogan or something like that but at some point in the near future I'd like to bring other folks on here because originally what I thought of and this sounds janky but going and like FaceTiming somebody off my phone and then like putting on my computer like next to the mic here and then just having a conversation with them that way and so but I might do a test run with somebody to see what it sounds like. But definitely appreciate y'all listening. Hope y'all have a good weekend here. Like I said, uh, recording this here on a Saturday morning. Uh, get out, be productive, get a workout in, do some cardio. Make sure you stretch stretch before. Make sure you drink some water. And I uh, will sure that we'll have another podcast here on for you sometime soon. Thank you for listening to the Burning Bridges podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Riles.